Turn with me in your Bibles, please, for our second reading. Exodus chapter 28. Here now, the inerrant, infallible, and inspired word of God. And take thou unto the Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother, for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate and an ephod and a robe and a broidered coat, a mitre and a girdle. And they shall make holy garments for Aaron thy brother and his sons, that, they may minister, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, and they shall take gold and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen. <clears throat> and they shall make the ephod of gold, of blue, and of purple, of scarlet, and fine twined linen with cunning work. It shall have the two shoulder pieces thereof joined at the two edges thereof, and so shall it be joined together. And the curious girdle of the ephod, which is upon it, shall be of the same according to the work thereof, even of gold, of blue, of, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen. And thou shalt take two onyx stones, and grave on them the names of the children of Israel. Six of their names on one stone, and the other six names of the rest on the other stone, according to their birth with the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, shalt thou engrave the two stones with the names of the children of Israel. Thou shalt make them to be set in ouches of gold. And thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of the ephod for stones of memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his two shoulders. For a memorial. And thou shalt make ouches of gold, and two chains of pure gold at the ends of wreathen work shalt thou make them, and fasten the wreathen chains to the ouches. And thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work. After the work of the ephod, thou shalt make it of gold, of blue, and of purple and of scarlet, and of fine twined linen, shalt thou make it. <clears throat> Four square shall it be, being doubled. A span shall be the length thereof, and a span shall be the breadth thereof. And thou shalt set it in settings of stones, even Four rows of stones, the first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This shall be the first row. And the second row shall be an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. 
and the third row, a ligure, an agate, and an amethyst, and the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold in their enclosings. And the stones shall be with the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. Every one with his name shall they be according to the twelve stones. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate chains at the ends of wreathen work of pure gold. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate two rings of gold. And shalt put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. And thou shalt put the two wreathen chains of gold in the two rings which are on the ends of the breastplate. And the other two ends of the two wreathen chains shalt thou fasten in the two uches and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod before it. And thou shalt make two rings of gold and thou shalt put them upon the two ends of the breastplate in the border thereof which is in the side of the ephod inward. And the other rings of gold thou shalt make and put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath toward the forepart thereof over against the other coupling thereof above the curious girdle of the ephod. And they shall bind the breastplate by the rings thereof unto the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue that it may be above the curious girdle of the ephod that the breastplate be not loosed from the ephod. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth in unto the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. And thou shalt put the breastplate of judgment, the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth in before the Lord. And Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel Upon his heart before the Lord continually. And thou shalt make the robe of the ephod all of blue. And there shall be an hole in the top of it. In the midst thereof. It shall have a binding of woven work. uh, Round about the hole of it. As it were the hole of an habergeon. That it be not rent. And beneath upon the hem of it. Thou shalt make pomegranates of blue. And of purple. And of scarlet round about the hem thereof, and bells of gold between them round about. A golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate, upon the hem of the robe round about. And it shall be upon Aaron to minister, and his sound shall be heard, sound shall be heard, when he goeth in unto the holy place before the Lord, and when he cometh out, that he die not." And thou shalt make a plate of pure gold, engrave upon it like the the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And thou shalt put it on a blue lace, that it may be upon the mitre, upon the forefront of the mitre shall it be. And it shall be upon Aaron's forehead, that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things, which the children of Israel shall hallow, In all their holy gifts, and it shall be always upon his forehead, that they may be accepted before the Lord. And thou shalt embroider the coat of fine linen, 
And thou shalt make the mitre of fine linen, and thou shalt make the girdle of needlework. And for Aaron's sons thou shalt make coats, and thou shalt make for them girdles and bonnets, shalt thou make for them for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with him, and shalt anoint them, and consecrate them, and sanctify them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt make them linen breeches to cover their nakedness from the loins, even unto the thighs they shall reach. And they shall be upon Aaron and upon his sons when they come in unto the tabernacle of the congregation, or when they come nearer unto the altar to minister in the holy place, that they bear not iniquity and die. It shall be a statute forever unto him and his seed after him. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his most holy word. All right, so in this passage, we have the, the garb, if you will, of the high priest and the, the other priests. And how that, uh, all of that ornamental um, clothing uh, fits into this gospel schema that we've already been studying, studying as it were the uh, tabernacle and the furnishings of the tabernacle. So the first thing is that Aaron is to have special clothing, clothing that has to, that, that pertains to him being a high priest. Uh, I think that this persists into the New Testament. It's why I wear a clerical collar and a robe that it identifies an office. It doesn't make the man. It, it advertises the office, just like a, any other uniform would. Aaron also had a uniform, but it was filled with typological symbolism. So the first thing that we see in this uh, is that it is to be put together by those who have the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, and that he may minister to the Lord in the priest's office. That's verse 3. So several things we are, we're, we're going to talk about in this chapter, they're listed in, in verse 4. A breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a broidered coat, a mitre, and a girdle. All of those things. Okay, so first then, we talk about the ephod. What is an ephod? Well, an ephod is a transliteration. The Hebrew word is aphod. (laughs) Okay, so ephod, it comes directly out of the Hebrew, in other words. The King James translators have not chosen to use the word vest or anything like that. Although most scholars believe that it was a, a, a rectangular piece of cloth with a hole in the middle of it that went over the head, that there was stitching around the hole to make sure that it didn't fray, that it didn't uh, uh, run or anything like that. Okay, so it was made of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, fine twined linen, cunning work, all of it. The fine twined linen, uh, this is the emphasis here, we will remember when we see the risen Christ in the book of Revelation that he is clothed with linen, white and clean. This is a priestly garment that Christ wears 
as we see him in those visions after his resurrection. The linen is, a, is the lightest and most comfortable material that was, that was sewn or uh, textiled, if you will, in the ancient Near East. For us, we would, we would look at it and we would say that it looks and feels something like silk. It was the finest thread that they had. It was made white by the fuller. Uh, and it was light and airy and did not cause sweat. It wasn't like wearing a wool garment or a flannel or some other thing that would cause sweat. Because sweat, remember, the sweat of the brow is the sign of the curse. So Aaron was not to sweat when he came in to minister before the Lord, to bear that sign of the curse. Okay? So, and then it has all of this other ornate stuff on it. And then it has these two things that, you know, uh, it looks like in your King James Version that they're very painful. Two ouches, right? Ouches is how we pronounce that. And what an ouch is, is a setting. It's a setting, but it's, it's different than the other settings that are translated or the word translated as setting. The ouches are made more out of a, out of a gold uh, it's, it, it's like a threaded setting. Some of you have a ring that will have a gem in it and it will have a metal setting that kind of clasps that gem in place. Okay, That's more like the second kind of setting that we hear about. The first kind of setting, this ooch or, or the ooches, they are, they are like gold stitching that holds these two onyx stones in place on the shoulders of the ephod. So it's like a gold threaded knit setting as if they are they're put in there and then the string is pulled tight the gold thread is pulled tight and they are held in place that way rather than clasps of metal being bent into place holding it like that okay so that's what the uchas are and they're to hold two stones on the shoulders of Aaron and on these stones are written on one shoulder six names and on the other six names, the names of the children of Israel. And this would be uh, in order to bear them, uh, to bring them, to carry them in before the Lord so that Aaron is ministering not for himself but for them. Okay? So he sort of, like a beast of burden, if you will, carries something on its back or shoulders. Aaron bears the children of God upon his shoulders when he comes in. But notice how God always pictures his people in this passage. They are like gemstones, like onyx stones, and their names are written with the writing of a signet. That is, with the ornate, jeweled writing that you would expect in something very costly. The Lord considers his people to be a costly thing. So he has put them upon the shoulders of Aaron. All right, so then uh, there is the, the curious girdle, verse 8 of the ephod. Uh, you'll, you'll recognize that if you have uh, a, a flap of, of material that comes down this way, a hole in the middle and a flap of material that comes down that way, you're going to need a way to tie that together. That's the curious girdle of the ephod. And it's made out of the same kind of material and it ties somewhere along Aaron's waist or high waist. Right there. So that will fasten the ephod. 
And in fastening the ephod, what do we fasten? We fasten the children of Israel upon the shoulders of Aaron. But there's more. Now there is a breastplate. And there are, there are 14 stones in the breastplate. You say, no, there are only 12. No, there are 14. There, there is, first of all, a pattern, 4 by 3. Remember the number 12? 4 by 3. Remember the number 7? 4 plus 3? That's right. 3 is the number of divinity. 4 is the number of creation. 3 times 4 is the number of God's children. 12s. 3 plus 4 is the number of completion. God working in his creation unto completion. So three times four is the number of redemption. Remember that when we look at the redeemed in the book of Revelation, we see three times four times three times four times a thousand. Right? Or twelve times twelve times a thousand. In other words, we take the number of God's redemption and we multiply that by a thousand. Because God is not slack in his redemptive work. Okay, well here are those onyx or sorry, those, those 12 different precious stones, in that we see the preciousness of them all, and yet the Lord doesn't consider them under one particular stone. He knows his people. He calls them by name. The names are written on those stones. They are, they are fastened to the ephod with all of that very long description of the rings and the threads and the fastening of that breastplate Uh, Do you get the impression, you should, that God does not want the breastplate to come apart from the ephod? Because whenever Aaron goes to minister before the people of God, not only will he bear them and minister for them upon his shoulders, but he will present them as folks that he has upon his heart. The Lord Jesus appears in the eternal sanctuary for us, not only bearing our sins upon his shoulders, but with great affection bearing us upon his heart. And he knows each of us by name. And we're each a separate kind of stone, a separate kind of jewel. This is what the Lord says in Malachi chapter 4. The people of God spake often one to another, and a book of remembrance was made. These shall be in my crown when I take up my jewels, the Lord says. Right? Again, a number of, of illustrations there to show us the preciousness the people of God are not held by common thread it is not a common thread that holds them to the breastplate it is a thread of blue and of gold and it is fastened into the ooches and it's it will not come free from that and so we cannot be snatched out of the hand of the Lord there are many other illustrations if we were preaching we would drive down that road a little farther all right, so then we, we move on from that and we have the robe. And, uh, and on the robe we have, at, on, the, on, on the bottom of the robe, we have the pomegranates and the bells. Pomegranate bell, pomegranate bell, pomegranate bell, all the way around, right? Well, we learn, don't we, from, uh, from the prophecy of Zechariah that bells speak of the holiness of the Lord, Right? The, it'll be that the horse's bridles will ring holiness to the Lord. The law of God is, is holy and sweet. And so it is represented here to us on the fringes of that with apples and with pomegranates and with bells. So that we might understand its sweetness and we might understand its sound. That it is something to be 
heard. A golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate upon the hem roundabout. And then for the sake of time, we have to skip ahead to the last piece. And the last piece is that he has a mitre on his head, which looks not like the mitre that, the, that, that Antichrist in Rome wears, not that pointy hat. It's, a, it, 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 it's more like a turban. It's a round thing. And on the front of it that is pulled down across Aaron's forehead, there is a plate. And the plate says, Holiness unto Jehovah. The first man, when he was cursed, what was found on his forehead? Sweat as the sign of the curse. What is on Aaron's forehead, who is representative here of the second Adam? Holiness to the Lord. The curse is now in Christ then washed away and holiness to the Lord appears on the, on the forehead of our great high priest and in him upon our foreheads as well. So the mitre that, that is the capstone of the, of the entire wardrobe now and it speaks and reeks of holiness unto the Lord. And then finally we have in the, in the final section that Aaron is not going to last forever and he doesn't minister alone. And so there are other garments made for other priests. And this garment that is made here for Aaron will be passed on to his sons after his demise. But our great high priest, in contrast to Aaron, labored and then sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Thus ends the reading then of Exodus chapter 28.